Service your existing car with us right now. And it's worth £500 off your next car. Yes, at Macklin Motors Toyota, we'll give you a £500 voucher off any of our brand new Toyotas when you book in for a service with our expert Toyota trained technicians. We even have complimentary courtesy cars available, so book your service now and get £500 off any new Toyota. Visit macklinmotors.co.uk or see us at Kennishead Road, Darnley. Macklin Motors, the new name for Toyota sales and servicing in Glasgow. Valid on services till 30th September. Excludes Motability and Fleet customers. One £500 voucher per vehicle purchased by 31st December. The Go Radio Football Show with MacklinMotors.com Hosted by Paul Kinney, Stephen Cragen and John Hartson. Listen live weeknights from five. Talking Scottish football first. Let's go! Rangers are going to switch off the PA tonight at 7.30 to create what they say the world-famous Ibrox atmosphere that served them so well last year on the way to the Europa League final. But tonight, it's the big one. It's the Champions League qualifier. Manager Giovanni Van Bronckhurst. Very important because you want to uh, stay in the, in the Champions League for the next round as well to be able to qualify for the group stages. We're in it. First game wasn't the result we wanted. We have a home game tomorrow where we can all change it. My objective and my uh, desire is to uh, still be in Champions League next week. Yep, we'll bring you the team news in the next hour, just over an hour away. Stephen Cragen, how big is this tonight? Well, Paul, it's big for a number of reasons. Financially, of course, to get through to the next stage, I think guarantees another five million. Gives them then a playoff chance to get themselves into the Champions League proper. But also the prestige of being involved in Champions League football. The disappointment of losing to Malmo last season. If they lost this season against Union, it would be a major disappointment all around. All that hard work from last season to get themselves into the Champions League. All the memories of the Europa League were great, but the fans, the players, the staff, they all want to be in the Champions League. John, it's all about strikers, isn't it, in football? That's why you, they get the biggest bucks in football. And we saw the value of it with Martin Boyle at the weekend coming on and scoring the last kick of the ball. And for Alfredo Morelos, now not yet fit, but in the mm-hmm. squad. Do you think he'll start tonight, John? Um, <clears throat> it all depends. Um, it all depends how Giovanni Van Bronckhurst sees it. I think he's a, he's a goal scorer. Um, Morelos, if you need goals, you're at home, you, you'll get the crowd behind you, like they did many times last season. They they used the fact that they went away from home in the first in the first sort of leg of of, of two game legs last season and did it very well, knowing that they had that vociferous crowd back at Ibrox and they turned it around many times. They will have to play better than what they did last week at Union SG. They couldn't play worse, could they? They couldn't. They will have to improve a lot. They'll be at home. They've got the advantage of the crowd and everything else. We saw it last season many times and you wouldn't bet against them. They get that early goal. The crowd gets up. Um, Worry about them a little bit defensively in Union SG. Weren't great, but they've got to beat them 2-0. They'd have to defend really well this evening in front of their home crowd. 0808 17 17 700 Rangers fans give us a call on the way to the game tonight John Hartson who knows all about Champions League and European football uh, and Stephen Cragen knows all about international football and Stephen you followed Rangers you know for BT Sport all the way uh, last season what do you think tonight about the lineup? there's been loads on the chat at Go Football Show Who's going to play for Rangers? It was yeah. difficult. Like he changed it, he chopped and changed it a bit. You know, where's Lundstrom going to be? Um, there was all the chat about the goalkeeper. It's going to stay with John McLaughlin. There's, there's no question. No, it seems that way. And I think, you know, when you consider the first game of the season, they played Livingston. 
then went to Union four days later and made four changes. Mm. Then it made, I think, another four changes to Saturday. So that tells you he doesn't yet know his best team or the players he would like to be in his best team aren't up to speed or aren't fully fit, Paul. So, you know, that sometimes comes down to the recruitment over the summer. Sometimes no fault of the manager of the club. Other clubs won't sell their players, won't give them away, trying to get deals over the line. So maybe playing catch-up a little bit. I mean, you asked John the question about Alfredo Morelos. and any other game, you'd probably say, he's maybe not there yet. You know, it's a league game. You know, we'll give him another couple of weeks. But the magnitude and the importance of this game tonight, a man who comes alive in European football, who scores big goals in big games, fans love him, fans adore him. <laughs> you can't help but think the manager has to put him... It's such a big game. Fourth game of the season, it's such a big game. I think he has to play, just because of the reasons I've said. However, the questions you have to ask, where's his fitness at? What kind of percentage is he at? How long can he play for? Is there a chance of a recurrence of that injury? That all has to come into the manager's thinking. And also the biggest one for me is, is he the best player in that position at this moment to lead your line, irrespective of what his fitness is? What would you say? And if the answer is yes, from the well, listen, the manager's watched sure. him up close with regards. Yeah. He's played 26 minutes of first-team mm. football all pre and in, in five months, which is a long time to be out. Of course, we don't know how long he's been in the training pitch for. However, <laughs> strikers are quite yeah. selfish and, and precious, as Big John will know. They will believe, and he will believe tonight, I should be in the team. Whether he's 10% no. fit, 90% he'll think, he's overweight. I should play. I should. Well, that's that's the thing, you know, again, we're not too yeah. sure of. However, but the man for the big occasion ever, uh, yeah. so often is Alfredo Mellis. I think he would play. And look at the way the crowd react to him. Ryan Kent as well, we're not sure. Is he going to play? He's under consideration. This is the manager speaking yesterday about those two players. Yeah, well, Ryan had uh, today, he did um, some parts of the, the training. He, he joined us. So we have to assess him tomorrow uh, if he's uh, fit enough to uh, to start or even get minutes tomorrow. Morelos, of course, has been uh, a little bit longer with us training. Had also had his first game uh, on Saturday, first minutes again for the season. Yeah, he's there to uh, to take part in the game. Uh, if it's from the start, you know, we just also have to assess him tomorrow. But uh, you know, once we uh, once once the whistle goes, we are uh, we are ready. John, the first goal will be crucial tonight. If it was to be for the opposition, it would probably be curtains. But for Rangers, do you think they've got to go for it? They, they've had to go for it in, in previous games, Paul. Yeah. That's, that's what they've had to yeah. do. They've, and they've almost been quite comfortable in doing that because it's, it's not ideal when you've got to go back to the well all the time and rely on the crowd and rely on a great start and, and score early in the game like Tavernier seemed to do many times last season. And it wasn't just the one goal. I thought they hit hit teams with two goals yeah. in, in quick succession, like they'd score in the 13th minute, then the 16th minute. So all of a sudden, the opposition are going, well, they knocked the wind out of us once, but completely knocked, you know, took, took the wind from un, off under our sails. Is that, is that the right saying? Indeed. Took yeah. the wind Went from, the, the, sails. from yeah. the sails, yeah. yeah. So um, they're more than capable. I, I do think the longer the game goes on, you know, Union SG will be saying, let's 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 try and keep it as tight as we can. Let's not concede. But sometimes it's easier saying that than than actually doing it because Tavernier marauding down that right hand side, they win a free kick. He's getting great balls in the box. Morellas, if he starts getting across people, you know, real making it a hostile environment for the opposition in the in the in the first sort of uh, hostile atmosphere, should I say, in the first 10, 15 minutes. Teams don't like it. Teams think, what on earth have we got here? Do you know? They can't get out. Stephen, it worked well, for Rangers last season. You've got the stats. You were there. Well, it is, Paul, but that doesn't guarantee it happens again. Mm. You know, 
you don't turn up tonight and think, well, we've done this before, so we'll do it again. You have to go and earn the right. And as much as they're talking about turning the PAA system off, I think they've done it a couple of times, certainly once last season, and they galvanised the players. The players then have to respond to that with how they start the game. Yeah. Playing forward, playing direct at times, turning the opposition, getting early crosses in, trying to put them on the back foot to use the energy that comes from the stands. Irrespective of whether it's uh, Ibrox or Celtic Park or any kind of other stadiums who are chasing uh, a 2-0 deficit, you have to go with that intensity. You know, but still, as I say, you have to earn the right. You know, I mentioned to you off air ahead of it about Calvin Bassett. It's nights like tonight that Rangers will miss him because he could defend 1v1. He could defend in the opposition's half 1v1 and no one he's got 80 yards behind him because he has the recovery pace. Connor Goltz and him were perfect at it in so many occasions against, maybe not so much Red Star because they had, well, it was probably Red Star the first one, uh, Braga and Leipzig, where they had to be brave. And even Celtic in the, in the Scottish Cup semi-final they were. So it's nights like tonight when they miss that kind of ability, individual ability to defend properly with likes of Jamie Sands if he's going to play or Ben Davies is going to play another question mark roundabout. But they, you know, they have to try and use everything that comes with them, Paul. And they have to listen. If they get the first goal, great. You know, I think against Borussia Dortmund they scored early. Uh, against Braga, Red Star Belgrade they scored early. Against Braga they scored early, and against Leipzig they scored early. Yeah. And it kept the momentum going. So ideally, that's the plan. But they have to go and carry that. But out. We, we've spoken about uh, Morelos, but I, I think personally, I think John Lundstrom stays in the team. I think you've got Glenn Kamara, who was outstanding for Rangers last season in Europe. Ryan Jack, who did he start the final? Ryan Jack, did he did he skip he did, other he side? Did, but he didn't and play Ryan Zalo, he didn't play no for last season. He mm. came into the team late on. Um so he's got more than the one this is Scott yeah. Arfield again, yeah. he's got a big player in Europe, scores goals. Scored against so, Livy, start of the season. So we talk but, about Morelos, because yeah, we talk sure. about strikers and the impact that they make. Yeah. But there are several, you know, key positions mm. in there this evening. Does he bring Tom Lawrence out? Does he give Steve Steve Davis a rest because he started at the weekend? He's got to play him surely. S- yeah, Craig, are you going to give us your team shortly? What yeah. you would do tonight if, if you know yeah. just now? Give it just now. I would imagine. Well, not my team. I just the team. I think. Well, you the manager, think he'll play? The team the manager yeah. might play yeah. would be uh, McLaughlin, McLaughlin. Yep. Tavernier, Goldson, Sands, because Ben Davies didn't play on Saturday. Mm. Which if he's not going to play on Saturday, he's probably not going to play tonight. Uh, I, I think you'll play Borna Barisic just because on this occasion and occasions like tonight I think you need as many players in the team who have been there before Paul and have been over the course and have delivered and if Rangers are going to be on the front foot and they're going to play high and they're going to get crosses in Barisic and Tavernier I think at this moment are probably your best two for that yes he's had a few shaky moments as this season already it's only four games old or three games old when you're talking about pairs I think Steve Davis and John Lindstrom will play in midfield uh, I think Ryan Kent will play off the left mm-hmm. I think he will play Do Cholak. I think he will play Cholak as a centre forward. Uh, and the other one would possibly be will be Tom Lawrence and Malik Tillman. Tillman. Yep. Will will squeeze in somewhere. Mm-hmm. I think that'll be the eleven. And Morella's on the bench to come on. I think and, he will uh, be. Yeah. I mean, I, yeah. you know, it's it, it's it's a huge decision for the manager because of the importance mm-hmm. of the game. But he knows and what he's like. He'll have watched him and trained as much as he's buttering him up and saying he's trained him well. Cholak has played or started every game so far. So surely I would, you know, the manager in his mind, I think Giovanni Van Bronckhorst is quite a safe manager, Paul. Mm. I don't think he takes too many risks, which is why I think he'll go with Cholak, although I think it could be a big night for Morelos. They need a huge performance. Many times before, if you are playing in Europe, you cannot have an off night because that will make it difficult for you uh, in, in the whole tie. You know, the, the level we, we reached last week uh, wasn't the level we are we normally reach or we have to reach to be competitive in um, this Champions League. Our performances and our, our, our standards need to be on, on a high level tomorrow because uh, otherwise we have to be there to, to have a chance to, uh, to go on to the next stage. 
you're on the socials at Go Football Show. And there's text coming in as well. Text Go plus your message to 87474 and 0808 17 17 700. Perfect night for football, John. Or is it just a wee bit too warm? But Glasgow is looking great today. That'd be nice and mild, wouldn't it? Quarter to eight. <laughs> be lovely and mild. Yeah, fantastic night for football. I used to love these uh, European nights under the lights, you know, even the qualifiers, yeah. even one or two qualifiers. I got knocked out of in terms of, you know, Celtic. We um, One or two, I can remember losing to Baal one particular time. Uh, we had a brilliant team, but we had estimated the challenge of Baal, the Swiss team. Uh, yeah. Christian yeah. Gross was in charge, yeah. the Expos yeah. manager. Um, but under the lights, you know, the Rangers fans will tell you, Ibrox, there's special nights, especially if you can uh, go and get the right result, you know, and, and it's all to play for, you know, financially, uh, everything else. I just think it keeps a little bit of momentum, keeps you in, in Europe, you know, in, in the major competition, yeah. which is the Champions League, gives them that opportunity to go and beat PSV or Monaco mm-hmm. in the next round, mm-hmm. or over again, over two legs. So, you know, they're very excited in the, uh, the midweek um, European nights under the lights. This is going to be special tonight. And Rangers don't want to fall behind Celtic with that 35 to £40 million. Pounds. It's massive tonight for Rangers because Celtic, mm-hmm. they're there. Yeah. Um, by winning the title uh, and deserved it last season. But Rangers have done such good work over, what, four seasons under Steven Gerrard and then GVB uh, that the coefficient's much better. Yeah. And we've got two teams, you know, one in automatically and uh, another one with a big chance. We'll talk more about that very shortly. Uh, Celtic boss Ange Postacoglu has been speaking to Celtic TV. He's hailed the environment created by his players that's allowed new signings to join with the squad so easily. So I'll talk to you about that, John. He thinks that they're coming together as a squad and they're going to have some other bounce games in the coming weeks as well. Because it is one of the things, you know, Rangers finished the season really well. Celtic got the title, Rangers winning that uh, Scottish Cup semi-final. Celtic didn't then have midweek games and some people say that was good or others say once you're going, you get momentum, then it it served Rangers well. So Celtic are going to have some bounce games to give those minutes in the legs that pundits like to talk about these days. Yeah, I think that's a good idea because, you know, it's very difficult for Ange Postacoglu to bring in the new Mm. sign-ins and throw them into important games because Celtic are fighting on four fronts. Yeah. You know, the, the League Cup, the Scottish Cup, uh, the Champions League. A month of, away, on, on Champions of course, League. the league. Yeah. So, you know, does he go with a weekend team? Does he leave some of his better players out? By by putting the bounce games on, you're giving these games, all right, they're not competitive games, they're bounce games, but it gives him a chance to have a look at, at these players. You know, not so much in front of a crowd and at Celtic Park, yeah. the big atmosphere... Because you see a lot of good players in training, Paul. You only really see how good they are. Put them in front of a crowd. Can, you, right, deal the with the, yeah. can you deal with the pressure? Can you make that right way to pass when, you, when you're when you 3v2 and, you, and you're counter-attacking? These are the quality that you see on the training ground every single day. Can you take them into a game, match environment in front of a, in front of a, a, a really sort of, you know, a begging crowd that want to see you make the right pass? you know, expecting yeah. quality. So I think the bounce games are a really good idea. Well, it's but, funny, look at the team that could potentially be in the bounce game. I mean, they could finish in the top yeah. two in the Premiership. Yeah. You're going with Seagrass, you, know, you could almost well, give us a team. You, yeah. James Forrest, David Turnbull, Jack Amakis, Abara, Starfelt, Moy, uh, Mickey Johnson, James McCarthy, Ida Gucci, and who was the one to put down there? Uh, Burnaby. Of course. So that, and Burnaby, so, so that's 11 out of 15 players. He's only 4 million. 
So that's 11 outfield players. So one of yeah. those guys is going to have to be a sub sure. in the bounce game. Wow. So that tells you how many players. Yeah. Which I think is amazing, the fact that he's saying now he needs more players. He still wants more players in, which yeah. I, I find astounding. I mean, you can't keep 24 happy, never mind 25 or 26, but fair play to him. So much to talk about, because when I watched Rangers then last week in Europe and everyone kicked off the season, you know, I think most people said Celtic to win it, but not everybody. Some people mm. thought it would be Rangers. The squads are pretty even, people thought. When I looked at it last week Stephen with Calvin Bassi away and Joe Aribo Rangers are definitely weakened they're not as strong as they were last year or am I wrong? No well that's naturally going to happen when you sell two of your best players yeah. you know trying to replace those right away when the likes of Malik Tillman and, and, and Rabbi Matondo for example who can play in the Joe Aribo role where there's a number 10 or down the side they're both young boys mm. so they're probably where Joe Aribo was when he arrived and it took him three years to get to that stage so mm. as much as some of them are long term projects uh, the likes of Tom Lawrence is one of the ones you want to come in and try and hit the ground and try and replicate what Joe Rebo had. I'm not too sure they could get a player to come in and replace Calvin Bassey because his career was going in such an upward trajectory all over the past, what, four or five months of it, sorry, the last four or five months at the end of the season. They couldn't have afforded to go out and replace him directly. So like I said, Ben Davies will be a different type of player. Jamie Sands is a different type of player, but sometimes you have to work with the finances that you have. It's not a criticism, it's a reality. No, no, it's a the, the, the Rangers squad doesn't look as strong as Celtic. Would you say that is the case, John? I'm not too sure. I think the right. Rangers have yeah. brought in some some decent players. Um, Cholak through the middle. Um, you know, he's already scored. Um, Morelos has decided to stay. They've still got Kent. They've still got the cracks of a very good team that got to the Europa Cup final last mm. season. So... I, w I wouldn't necessarily say that. I think Celtic have brought in some some good quality as well. But I wouldn't be looking at the table right now, Paul. I, I think both Not teams sure. could... I would say it's at least 10, 15 games before you can get any sort of... make any judgment on... You don't want to be losing... You don't want to be falling sort of 8, 10 points behind. Mm. But at this stage of the season, it's all about getting the, 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 the right feel. It's all about getting mm. that... Well, Ange, we know the system. He won't change in terms of his 4-3-3. And it's all about just keep chipping away. And and the, the players will be getting fitter and fitter and fitter as the season goes on. So I wouldn't be making too many judgmental sort of um, comments on who's got the better, who's got the bigger squad. We'll find out a little bit more September the 3rd. Huge game at Celtic Park, the, the first one of the season, the derby. You know, we might be able to gauge it a little bit from that one. Hey, the wise head of John Hartson. I thought you'd jump it's in the tackle. It's changed, honestly. I know, man. I'm sick of causing headlines on here. I'm sick of causing headlines, man. I'm just trying to just go with the flow now. <laughs> Number one for Glasgow in the West is Go Radio, the football show. John Hartson, Stephen Craig and Paul Cooney. Football show with MacklinMotors.com representing some of the biggest motoring manufacturers across Scotland. Let's go! Thanks, Chris. It'll be busy, obviously, on the way to Ibrox. All roads lead to Govan. 50,000 over there tonight. As we said at the top of the programme, they're going to switch off the PA system at 7.30 to allow the, uh, the singing and that wall of noise. I was speaking to Richard Goth this morning. He'll be at the game tonight. A great Rangers captain. John, did you play against him or was that just before your time? Richard Goff, Tottenham, Dundee United, Goff, Everton, Goff, Rangers. outstanding. Yeah. What a brilliant centre-half. What a really good leader of men as well, Goff he was. Proper. Um, <laughs> played in the heart of that Rangers yeah. defence. Dundee United started at right-back, didn't he, at Dundee United? I think that's right. A yeah. young boy. Yeah. Went to Spurs. Mm. Played, played in a good Spurs team. Um 
And a great centre-half, Richard Goff. Good in the air, good on the ball, looked after himself, a proper athlete, yeah. I was a big fan of Goff. He loved the bandage, didn't he? He I loved did. the blood. The, you yeah, know, that, yeah, that, that almost right. kind of yeah. geared him up. I always remember, you know, from, from younger days, watching Scottish football. We didn't get an awful lot in Northern Ireland. It was more English football, but any time there was an old firm game, it always seemed to be him and Gorham that would have been the two who would have been stopping Celtic and Rangers have been under yeah. pressure. He'd have been heading things. The goalie would have been saving them, God rest his soul. But yeah, yeah. An absolute warrior Richard Goff was. He looks as though he could still play, actually. Oh, he, does. he does, doesn't he? Fit does, as a fiddle. Does, yeah. I see um, the ashes of Andy Gorham uh, are now under the surface there at Ibrook. Oh, so, they? oh, yeah, nice. they've been placed there oh, in the last touch. day or two. Wonderful so, a really touch. nice touch. And Richard, we spoke about him this yeah. morning when I met him uh, in Glasgow. So, I played around at Motherwell. Yeah, of course. He came towards the end yeah. of his career. How was good just, was he still? Do you know what? His demands and his standards were incredible. Right. You know, even in training, if, if someone got a shot off and he saved it easily, but I had to go at the defender for not stopping the shot. You know, just small yeah. things, Paul, were, you know, I, I, and previously they just let, you know, just let the shot go and the goalkeeper saved it. He, he, he didn't want that. He stopped the cross, stopped the shot. He said, I don't want to be busy. I don't want to have anything to do. So he just drove standards. Mm. Um, listen, he, he had a good life away from football. Um, yeah. But I'll tell you, when he came in to Fir Park and he trained and he played, he tuned in. I respect what had happened previously. He, he was able to switch off, tune in and do the business. He was absolutely sensational and a great guy along with it. John McLaughlin will be, well, will he be busy tonight? Um, we'll find out. He is under the, well, you're always under the cosh, aren't you? When you're the goalkeeper for Rangers or Celtic. Sure. Um, and especially when you've got someone like Alan McGregor there mm -hmm. on the bench. We'll give you the Rangers team news in the next hour. There's so much on the goal. We'll hear a wee bit from Ange Postacoglu. In fact, let's hear him now. He was speaking uh, to Sky um, and about his squad and about the, the depth and, and touching on what he was saying to Celtic TV that they are knitting together and they're going to have some more bounce games. Maritiens comes in and, and I thought he had a great game and scored a goal. Miel comes in and scores a goal. Uh, Chaco comes in. I mean, we, we, we're really big on making sure that, you know, we have a really strong environment for everybody. We work with everybody every day and uh, it's the level of our training that allows us to produce performances like that and we can only do that if everyone's engaged. And they'll know they'll get opportunities. Um, you know, this early period, obviously, we've only got a game, game a week, but once we get to the end of this month, uh, the games become thick and fast and, you know, they all want to be ready for that. They all want to contribute and... Uh, Again, credit to them that they did. It's mainly about Rangers tonight, obviously, as you head to the game. 08, 08, 17, 17, 700. But news we brought you last night about John Kennedy, the Celtic coach. He's now expected to exit. Um, he could be on his way to FC Michelin. What do you think of that, John? That he finally could be a coach in his own right? Um, well, if, it's, if it comes off, mm -hmm. if, if it happens, because we hear a lot about paper talk and headlines and this what do you believe what don't you believe it's it's nothing's come out of Celtic um, Ange hasn't said that my assistant manager last season who did a fantastic yep. job alongside me by the way is leaving so I'm not reluctant I'll give you my comments on John um, I think it may be time if Harry Kewell has come in and, and, and maybe John is looking at it, um, Gavin Strachan is there. I think he does more of the, <coughs> the stats, yeah. The stats, you know, behind the scenes type of thing, which he'll, he'll revert back to the manager on match mm -hmm. days or on yeah. a Friday when they have a meeting. But in terms of John, I, I think he'd have picked up some a, a valuable experience working under Brendan, working under Neil Lennon. He had a little slight spell himself. I'm not sure how many games. He's about 12, 15 yep. games or something like that. Yep. Um, so he'd have had a little taster of it. Mm. And maybe when he got that taster, um, it might just have made him think, I wouldn't mind having a go at this on my own. Not necessarily, I don't think Celtic 
ever considered John to be the number one man. I think they would have, the fans would have demanded a a, a, a more experienced coach. Remember, Ange had, had, had won things in Japan, you know, we managed yeah. his country, Australia. So And Eddie Howe was virtually signed, sealed, delivered. He was, he yeah. was. Um, but I think John will do very well wherever virtually. he goes. I I, I, yeah. I think, as I said, he's got he's got so much, again, valuable yeah. experience at Celtic, um, working with under top coaches and everything else. So I wish John well. Um, you know, I, I was at the club when, unfortunately, he got that injury. He would have gone on to become a fantastic player. It was tragic, wasn't it? Tragic. International Play, playing game for his country. What one tackle? Yeah. The boy came across him and ended his career. Um, that that is tragic for a young player. Um, so I wish John well. He's had a great run, by the way, at Celtic. Yeah. He's been there for a good few years now. But it'll, may, it'll stretch may, him. But maybe yeah. it's the right time. Time for John to go. And, and and do well himself and, sh- and show to people that I can do this, I can be a number one. Stephen? Well, there's no doubt when you go onto the coaching ladder, the majority of young coaches want to be first team managers eventually. Yeah. So John will have been planning for uh, a chance, not planning for a chance, planning for when his chance arrives or when the moment arrives. And I always think, you know, even as a player, when a move came up or there was talk of a move, you thought, ooh, you know, this is probably right for me. It's time to move on. I mean, John had more moves than all of us put together. <laughs> probably, you know, <laughs> more clubs than Jack Nicklaus. You, you know, hey, you, you know <laughs> yeah. but you get, you know, I mean, yeah. John, tell you, you get that little sense of, oh, you know, maybe it's time to try something different or it's time to retire. You know, you get little urges and John will probably have got that urge now that he's had the experience, probably ready, f- time for him to step out of his, step out of the shadows. The, I'm, 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 I don't like to say the comfort zone because he works hard at his job and he's yeah. done very well. To, so it's not a comfort zone, but almost to challenge himself. Yeah and to see if he can use that knowledge that he's gained to go and implement it onto another team and make it happen. So what do we know about the Barcelona player? He's not first-team player. 23-year-old Alex Calado, attacking midfielder, and he's on the radar of Celtic. Um, well, that position, I know <laughs> Ange will always know. want players. I think managers agree. The they're, they're never yeah. satisfied. Yeah. There's another th- two or three weeks in the window yeah. uh, before the end of August, mm. <clears throat> whenever the window shuts. And if there's a player comes available, especially a young player mm. from Bars, look at Jota. Nobody heard of Jota no. when he came from Benfica on loan. No disrespect, he played in the B team in the reserves at a couple of games, whatever it was. But you know this this young boy Calado, winger Barcelona. Um, if you can get him, he'll go for him because. You can't have enough real good quality. But in that particular position, mm-hmm. James Forrest signed a new contract. Yeah. You have a Barda, yeah. you have Maeda who can play out mm-hmm. there, you have Jota who plays out there. Mikey Johnson, if he's through the middle, yeah. or he can play out there. I don't know where Mikey fits in and just... He's probably going on loan. Yeah. So is it a position that that, that is going to... But it's another quality player. And the manager keeps saying, a couple more signings, maybe two or three. How much today is Jota worth? What's the 9th of August assessment? of the former Benfica player. Well, they won't sell him, but if they had to sell him tomorrow, they they double what they paid for him. Right, so that's 12 million. And, and obviously, look, yep. he's got, he's got okay. to improve. Sure. He's absolutely ripping it up at the minute. You know, involved in all three goals for Celtic at the weekend. He can score, he can assist, he can take players on, he can go around the outside, he can cut inside, he can shoot from 30 yards, yep. he, can, he can put it on somebody's head, <laughs> you know, from wide. He's the full package right now. But he's got to keep being consistent. Yeah. He's got to win Celtic trophies. He's got to win them leagues, you know. And and this is what's going to take him forward. What you would say is there's bigger tests ahead. Yeah. You know, the Champions League will be the acid test for a lot of the Celtic players who have never been there before. 
and they want to go and stamp their authority in the Champions League. They want to go and show what they're all about. They want to go and showcase themselves. And Jota is going to be eventually, and another day add to that long line of players who have come into Celtic, Celtic have improved them, their values increased, and they'll get a huge profit at the other end. When you think of Victor Wanyam and you know, uh, Virgil van Dijk and Edward and Dembele, uh, Christopher Ayer for example as well yeah. I know he's a defender mm. but just that that's the model you bring them in the Jeremy Fringpong yeah, look, at the well, back yeah. an, an incredible Thanks. piece of business we so, have to be careful yeah. Paul how we word things because through the week it appeared on a couple of newspapers that I actually said Matt O'Reilly was worth 50 million which I no, you did, didn't I didn't no. say no you didn't all I said I was if Madison goes for 50 million he's not and, and O'Reilly came in for 1.5 he is not 50 times the player O'Reilly is. And you asked myself and Craig Moore, and I'm putting this out there, mm -hmm. and we both said Matt O'Reilly is worth 20 million plus if you mm -hmm. had to yep. really maximise what you can get for him in terms of what he's shown already. So when people put in newspapers, mm -hmm. John Hartson has put Madison 50 million O'Reilly, it's cobblers. You know, it's absolute cobblers. But this is what you're doing now. We are saying... Uh, Jota, what's he worth? I've said if you sold him tomorrow, I'd say double his. He yeah. might be worth more. Sure. You might somebody might pay thirty. You're only you're only as good mm. as what somebody's prepared to pay. But for also, you. you're shopping in different markets. Mm. You know, the, the English Premier League is, yeah. and we know uh, that is a yeah. completely different sure. financial playground. Just be careful what you say, Craig, because you'll be quoted. <laughs> no, but at is. least they're quoting no, you. Absolutely, but, you know, sure. the English Premier League is at a completely yeah. different mm. level to where the Scottish Premiership mm. is at. But that just shows the work that Ange Postecoglou and the staff have done that they can go and get Matt O'Reilly for 1.5 million and his value like Jota will and like Cameron Carter-Vickers will if they can you know, go and showcase themselves in the Champions League that's where their value will really go on an upward trajectory when they can do it against the top teams and they can score goals and Van they can Dijk's a games. perfect example for that Van Dijk went to Southampton from Celtic yeah. Neil Lennon recruited him with his recruitment John Park whoever was with Neil at the time Whatever it was, was it f six million or something well, from? Well, they bought him for. They're not buying for. Who, oh yeah, they what, bought, they bought him for much less. Even, two, even two less. And, and then he goes, to, he goes to Southampton for I yeah. think it's about twelve. Twelve. Yeah. Yep. Then he becomes the best defend, the most expensive defender in the world, and mm. goes to Liverpool for seventy-five million. Yeah. So what people are trying to say was, will a player ever skip? the Premier League and go for 75 million no. direct. Do you know why, no. John? Because see, likes the Liverpool's and Man United's and Chelsea's and Arsenal's, the, the ones with the big money. Nowadays, they want the complete player. They would rather spend the 75, pound, 75 million pounds and get it right rather than spend 30 and they're not too sure. Mm. You know, that's the way it's going to go. I mean, it, look at the boy okay. Cucurella. Cucurella, 63 million. And he went for 16, <laughs> 16 or 15 last summer. Yeah. Mm. So they've now looked at him and thought, no, he's the player we want. Do we have to pay that? We'll pay it. They would yeah. rather go and get it right than maybe take a risk. It's gone mad, hasn't it? <laughs> it's it's gone crazy. Crazy. 60 inflated million. market, isn't it? It's, it's huge now. How much was John worth then? You know, today, what would he be worth? Well, I mean, you, you know. Yeah. Well, yeah. just when John was talking earlier on about Jota putting the crosses in for people's heads, yeah. I mean, that would have been right up his street. Yeah. You know, he, Absolutely. You know, I mean, he yeah. had that anyway with Alan Thompson and Diggy. Uh, Alan made Steve him Gobby. even better, Jota. <laughs> yeah. Not, to, not better. today, John. Not, <laughs> not with the cream cake we had beforehand. <laughs> oh, wait, oh, wait, 17, 17, 700. John, at least they're listening. Uh, our colleagues uh, in, this, in the papers. And that's good that they talk about you, John. But I know the headline. It's always the headline writers. A lot of managers used Absolutely. to say, reporters used to say, it's not you, it's your paper. 
for you know well, sometimes it's the headline Paul, when, writers. You, when, yeah. when you feel you yeah. know uh, a little know. bit aggrieved with yeah. something it's important we got the well, platform you to pull sure. them up on that I tell you what did come up last week big time on the social media was uh, on the 21st anniversary of your signing for Celtic and that went far and wide the number of people who watched it all over the globe and uh, we're on the socials of course over 2 million people have tuned in uh, on the socials to the Go Radio Football Show with Macklin Motors it's uh, a big night tonight it's a huge night I mean for Rangers well, we, which end we was, they could get obviously they get the gate tonight they also get the TV rights it's just it's on Rangers have the, the TV rights well they so have the TV rights yep. well you would naturally think the majority of people who would buy it would be at the game as well yeah. but I think it gives them the chance to go out with in the UK mm-hmm. if anybody else wants to yeah. buy Rangers supporters I'm sure all over England, Scotland, Northern Ireland who would potentially want to buy it so, but I think you know the players don't think about the, the finances no. the manager doesn't think about the finances They all they think about is how can we manipulate our way through this game tonight to make sure we're playing PSV or Monaco of course. it's the finance guys yep. the guys above who are worried about that ball so if Rangers win tonight obviously by 3-0 or 4-1 uh, well, which is what Barry thought then they get £5 million tonight Guarantee. on top of Guarantee. that and then PSV Monaco so it was 1-1 in the Principality last week um Let's not go into can Rangers beat them. Yeah, they could beat them, but they're not there yet. There's no point, is there, John, really speaking about that no. just now? They have, Frankfurt, they, have, they have a job yeah. to do tonight, yeah. Rangers, and that, that will be the sole focus on uh, um, GVB's mind. Let's go yeah. and do a job tonight. Let's perform ever so well. Keep a clean sheet. We need we need three goals, or we need two goals in extra time, and we need an extra time, however, however they want to do it. And we need a performance, and we have to be night and day performance wise to the performance last week there was no the energy didn't seem to be there The pay, it was too no. slow wasn't it they just didn't get on top of the game here's the manager speaking about striking options I mean his presence is, is there for everyone to uh, be seen you know the the reception he got from the crowd you know we know his strength we, we know he's capable of creating chances and, and, and creating goals making goals so for us you know that, that's a very positive thing compare it with the last I think three months of the season we, we had to do all the games without a one strike it's always easier when you have you know strikers in in the game also on the bench which we have now we have a lot of uh, competition in all uh, areas of the of the pitch also up front that gives me more options and you know I'm really happy you know with the first goal of of Alfredo but also from Antonio and last Saturday you know we have to do is keep going creating chances and that's also needed for tomorrow when you have to break um, you know defensive blocks the other strikers they were the scorers against Kilmarnock at the weekend Stephen significant that Antonio Cholak got his first goal uh, did he, who else did he score against was that his first goal no he scored against Livingston scored, but it was narrowly given offside it was offside yeah his first league goal yeah well it's always a huge weight off your shoulders because yeah. when you come for a, you know, a decent transfer fee and there's the expectation that you're going to score goals Paul then suddenly yeah. you think the longer it goes without getting one uh, then you know that pressure starts to build. Plus, <laughs> he's looked at the bench and he's realised that the talisman Alfredo Morelos, who the supporters love, is back in action. So sometimes that just ups everyone's game. It just puts a little bit more focus onto the players on the pitch. They know looking over their shoulders. You know, it's a thing we spoke about for Celtic so, so often that when you start that game, you look over your bench and you think there's someone just as good as me can easily take my place. So when you get the chance to play, you've got to go and do it. And of course, it was this round last year when Malmo beat Rangers. Yeah. And he scored two at Ibrox. So I'm sure the Rangers fans would take him scoring two tonight. How much do you take from it, John? Your your first goals, what it means for a striker, because it is all about getting the goal. Because, you know, you mentioned there against Livingston and maybe it should have been 
counted, but it didn't because he was uh, judged to be offside. Yeah. How did you feel when you scored your first big European goal? Well, that's that's the first thing you think about when you. When I play for eight clubs, and I think the first the, 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 your first goal. You want to go into any game and make sure your first touch is right. Make sure the first thing you do, you do it well. Whether it's go and attack a header, one, two, three, go and leave a bit on the centre half, win the header, win it well, get hold of the ball, give it to a you know a teammate, and you know and I think when your first goal comes, you're a goal scorer. You're there to score goals, and all of a sudden then it. You feel a little bit more relaxed about things. You feel a bit more part of the club. You've, you've got your first goal very early in your in your new club's career. Um, so that's very, very important. Really important for a new striker going to a club. We saw Haaland score two. You know, Mr. Lord in the he scored two at the weekend against West Ham. That'll, he'll feel now up and running. You know, he, he'll feel now he can take any chance that comes across the box. Top of the world. John Hartson and Stephen Craigan here. Your call's coming in 0808 17 17 700. We'll give you the Rangers team news, we think probably in about half an hour. The Go Radio Football Show with MacklinMotors.com, representing some of the biggest motoring manufacturers across Scotland. Let's go! Thanks, Chris, so much on tonight. It's mainly about Rangers. It's the Champions League qualifier. Few people would have thought they'd be two goals down after, well, the magnificent performance. It's really just weeks ago, a couple of months ago, going all the way to the final of the Europa League and missing out just on penalties. If Rangers had won, then they would be in the air just now, Stephen and John, uh, heading to Helsinki for tomorrow night's mm-hmm. the Super Cup. Real Madrid against Eintracht Frankfurt. Um, instead... They're playing because they would have gone in automatically in alongside Celtic into that draw in just a couple of weeks' time. And we'll bring you news on that. John, you played in a Super Cup. I remember yeah. you did, yeah? At Arsenal, it was one of the first yeah. games I actually got. I actually played. I started both games. I remember the first night because obviously Arsenal won the Cup Winners' Cup in 94. Yeah. And I think, Bar- I, th- I think AC Milan, if I'm not mistaken... Was the UEFA did- Cup gone by then? Yeah. Was, no, no, there no, were it, three. It, it, there it, were was, three. it was the Cup Winners' Cup. So it was always mm-hmm. the Cup Winners' Cup and the yeah, you had the European, European Cup, Cup, the Cup, Cup Winners' Cup, and the UEFA. It's like now we've got yeah. the Champions League winners. But I'm just wondering how they, how, how they decided it was the that was the it was the UEFA Cup. I always thought the UEFA Cup was a bigger competition. No, the Cup Winners' Cup went against the because they won a major trophy to get into it. Okay. Yeah, I remember going to the club and Paul Merson was. That was his first game back yeah. from from mm. he had a stint in the Priory. Uh, Paul was struggling with a few different things, yeah. and um, mm. the first night at Highbury we drew nil nil. I remember the back four being Barresi. Oh, was it two uh, legged? Was it two yeah, legged back legs, as well? Yeah, yeah. Barresi, uh, Costa Curta, <laughs> and Maldini. Oh, and then around about two thousand and four, yeah. two thousand and five, yeah. this was this was ninety five. Yeah, um, we drew AC Milan at Celtic Park. Aidan McGeady, I think, made his debut. Mm. He was outstanding. Great to hear him on last Wednesday. Oh, Martin yeah. threw him in. He was only about eighteen or nineteen, but yeah. he ran riot. He, he looked a world beater. Yeah. And uh, Costa Curta played that <laughs> night as well. So as we were walking off the pitch, he looked at me and he went, are you still playing? <laughs> like, what? I was like, he was about 10 years older than yeah. me. You know, he looked so well yeah. and still had it, you know, still had that. We drew nil-nil actually that night. But then we lost we lost the um, we lost the away leg at the San Siro 2-0. Mm. Alan Smith, I think, had, uh, he'd, he'd hurt his knee or something. So I played in both games, which was which was a great experience. For Isn't that me. amazing? Nineteen yeah. years of age. Wow. Uh, AC Milan against final. Arsenal doesn't get much bigger than that, no. does it? Yeah. 
Well, certainly Arsenal are trying to get back to the the heady days. They're spending plenty of money. I think it's mm. the second yeah. season in a row as it stands has spent the most money in the Premier League. So they're certainly having a bit of a. They look very good against Palace yeah. last week. Have yeah. you started watching the program? Not yet. No, no, no nothing. I've watched it. the first I'm, couple. I'm, I'm it's watching, okay. I'm watching the thing. People might be yeah. interested. I'm watching a program called DB Cooper. It's about a gentleman who jumped out of a plane in 1971. 50 mm. years, you've not found a parachute. Nothing. Okay. And he stole £200,000 off the government, hijacked the plane. Wow. And there's never been a parachute found. Mm. A DB Cooper, it's called. If anybody else is watching that, get James in touch. Is, James is just checking it just now, our executive producer. I'm um, watching uh, that on yeah. Netflix. It's, it's fantastic, <laughs> by the, the way. The Arsenal programme, um, obviously, Mikel Arteta there. Mm -hmm. um, I've only seen a couple of them. But I've a, a the Super end. Cup final and Rangers, when you think about it, I so know. close. Do you know, it's funny because yeah. we were speaking at the top of the programme about Alfredo Morelos. Yeah. And, you know, you can't help but think having watched the game and, and been at it and worked at it. That I think if he had played that night, they'd have won. You know, you know they got through. And, you know, that's what you consider against Bragg and against, uh, certainly at home, or against Le Leipzig. Leipzig. You know, yeah. there's no, no centre forward. Yeah. You know, they had to make right. had to make something work. So He was out since February. He was out for a long time. But yeah. just when you say that about Frankfurt, they played Bayern Munich last fr Friday night in the opening game of the Bundesliga season in Frankfurt, and they lost 6-1. Ooh, they did, wow. you know. Yeah, so you, you can imagine by that, <laughs> but yeah, by that scoreline, you would think it's going to be a tough yeah. night against Real Madrid yeah. tonight. It's Rangers uh, in action against uh, Union San Gilwaz, I think is the full pronunciation. And that was big news for Rangers on Saturday when he came in off the bench, and he got a goal for Rangers. Well, it's very important for for all of us. I mean, it's been uh, five months ago that, since he last played a game for Rangers, so that's that's a really long time. You you forget that sometimes, but you know he worked hard to be on the pitch today, and he will get stronger and stronger each game. He's he's involved, so I'm really pleased with his uh, with his first minutes. You also saw the reception of the fans, so it it means a lot for all of us that he's uh, he's in the squad at the moment. We saw the importance of the yeah. strikers at the weekend, Stephen. Yeah, yeah. I, I just think you know I said earlier about the manager being a little bit safe and, and, and he's, you know he's got a big decision to make but that language tells me that he's not going to play and it, it's almost a hard one for Giovanni Van Bronckhorst because it's a no-win situation because if he doesn't start him and they go out they'll say you should have started Morelos yep. if he does start him and he blows up after 20 minutes they should have said you know then they'll say well you shouldn't have started him so mm -hmm. he's on a hind to nothing you know that's where as a manager you've got to be so single-minded you've got to know what you're talking about you've got to understand your team and what your plan is and I would imagine there's a plan for him to come on at some stage Potentially, you know, I think it's you know you always talk about things being written in the stars. You mentioned Martin Boyle earlier on. Yeah. Could he come on and get the winner that would see them through the next stage? I wouldn't put it against. I him. think he starts personally. I, I get Stephen's um, point there, and there's uh, well, that's the manager's. I'm just that's the manager's perspective. I, 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 I start think as well. he plays tonight for me yeah. because it's such a massive game. The crowd love him. Yeah. He's back. He's obviously proven his fitness. Came on at the weekend. Gets his goal. Momentum. Play him. You know, if if I was a man, I'd play him. I'd stick him in. Um, you know, and, and I also think as well that Kamara will come in tonight uh, somewhere along that midfield, uh, in, in my opinion. Um, he didn't and I think do they, so well they, last they, week. He wasn't alone, but I mean, he didn't... It was he's night. a good player. They, they, yeah. could, they could sell Kamara. They could get decent mm. money for him. Apparently they've had yep. whatever big bids mm. for him in the past turned down. Um, but I think that bit of experience, bit of know-how from last year, mm. he'd be looking for them types tonight. 2-0 mm. down can we pull another rabbit out the act like we did many times last season? He's an international player, obviously, Kamara. Loads of experience. So we're going to get the team Steve, in 20 minutes. Yeah. We'll know. Yeah. Stephen Davis surely will start tonight. Well, 
you know, I'm amazed that every time Stephen Davis plays and he's maybe missed three or four games and when he comes in, <laughs> people then big him up and say, what a player. <laughs> he's 37 years of age and there's a there's a thing in this country, I think it's supposed to be, you know, but some players, they're more interested in age than they are ability. Yeah. And Stephen Davis's ability has never been in question. And I'm still surprised that whenever he does come in, after having, you know, hasn't started a game this season, he suddenly comes in and he's brilliant. Well, I, I, I know him, I've played with him, I've watched sure. him often yeah. enough, Paul. He's got the abilities. And nights yeah. like tonight when you need calm heads, you need players to take the sting out of the game and tick the ball over, which Kamara probably could be a good shout, although I'm not too sure his, his best position is in that advanced midfield role. However, he has played it in big games. You need players who can look after the ball, who can take the sting out of the game, who have been in the atmosphere before, even when it's you know, vociferous in a positive way or it can be feisty in a negative way. These players have coped with it before. So Giovanni Van Bronker, Stephen Davis for me has to play. You know, he was, giving, he was bigging him up after the game and this is right up his street. I mentioned the age last night and uh, oh, Barry and Mark both gave me pelters for mentioning it. He's as fit as a fiddle yeah. and the head that he's got on him. So surely, John, he would start tonight, Stephen Davis. Morellas from the start as well because the fans will give Morellas um, the benefit of the doubt if he's, they can see he's not fit enough. Hardly anyone's saying it, but you could see it. He's been out since February. He's put on a wee bit of timber, as he does, but he's a, he's a mercurial striker. Yeah, but I'm going to say it again, you know, the way Giovanni Van Bronckhurst and the sports science guys at Rangers maybe work. Stephen Davis started at the weekend. He's 37. Mm-hmm. Can he do it three days later? Yes, he's in great condition. He keeps himself ridiculously fit. They have other players that can come on that are itching to go. The likes of Kamara, the likes of Arfield. Yeah. They can, they can swap and change it. You know, for me, I think Stephen Davis, you said about Lundstrom starting, the very Lundstrom can sit can be that sitter in the middle and he drops into that back four sometimes and then you could have, you know, the likes of Kamara uh, alongside him and, and one other. Uh, I'm not sure whether he'll play Kamara Davis in, in that same yeah. sort of with Lundstrom. Um, so, so... Listen, I wouldn't be surprised. I'm a huge fan. I've, I've, I've bigged up Steve, Stephen Davis many times on this show. Um, outstanding professional, great, fantastic career. But I wouldn't be surprised tonight if they, if they did make a change and didn't play him. We'll find out soon in yeah. the second hour of the programme. £40 million pounds at stake tonight. Mm. They get £5 million immediately from UEFA if they can win. Barry last night thought it would be 3-1 and then 4-1 in extra time. So yeah. he thinks that they could well score and it would go to the extra 30 minutes. I wouldn't be surprised yeah. it goes to the extra time. Mm. You know, yeah. you know. but if, if it is the Rangers have to deal with it, they showed last season they can deal with that. I think the most important for th- thing for them is they have to get the first goal and it was touched on earlier. Yeah. You know, that changes the whole dynamic of the tie. You then see what Union have got defensively. Can they cope with the atmosphere? You know, their composure. Does it go? Because listen, Leipzig, who I thought were excellent in Leipzig last year, the minute they considered, they wobbled. Yeah. Braga, who were good in Braga, wobbled when Rangers scored earlier on. So if they can do that and put them on the back foot, then we will see a completely different game. John, do you think Rangers underestimated them last week? Uh, possibly. Maybe the game came a little bit too early for Rangers yeah. in, in Europe. Um, they were right up for it. It was, it was a smallish mm. capacity. Mm. Um, it was like it, cup it wasn't final, one it? of these. It yeah. was full, but it wasn't one of these thirty, forty thousand pound stadiums. When you go to Dortmund, you think, right, we got a real game yeah. today. These guys Just are walking. second in the yeah. Bundesliga. We expect a tough game. So straight away, your mindset is, you know, we got to be ready for. All of a sudden, last week, a team that 
yeah, you no, know, they 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 done ever so well in the Belgium league. They've only been they came up that last season from the first yeah. division, and then they really did well, um, you know, in the top flight in Belgium. But you know, and then all of a sudden, I'm not so underestimated. But you, you just think sometimes if your mind saved, don't know an awful lot about the opposition, you're like, and all of a sudden they get done 2-0. But also, I was quite impressed with um, with the Union SG. I thought they had some good players. I thought they could have made it, the result, a little bit more like, painful yeah, sure. for Rangers yeah. at times. They could have scored three. Rangers could have got themselves an away goal. Mm-hmm. Um, but tonight, I swear by it, Paul, I think Rangers need them that early uh, pressure Ideally, get a goal. Don't panic if you don't go a goal up in the first twenty minutes. And no need to panic if it's half time. If it's nil nil, yeah. Giovanni Van Bronckhorst will be the coolest man sure. inside Ibrox. By the way, if it is nil nil at half time, he'll just say keep playing, keep getting the ball wide. Let's create more opportunities and we'll get goals. But it's important as well they don't concede at home because you know three oh, sure. then it makes that it very be difficult. Almost impossible. Yeah. And my other question to you, John, is for Union SG, they will not have um, ever been in front of a crowd like this tonight at Ibrox. And will that affect them, do you think? I think it can. I think if you haven't experienced it before, but then again, you, you could have a situation where they'll embrace it. They'll think, yep. well, do you know what? Mm. This is an incredible crowd. They'll, map, they'll look at it and go, wow. You know, for a lot of them, it'll be the first experience at, at this level in front of a, a crowd as vociferous as you get at Ibrox. And, you know, it's up to Rangers to, you know, they'll be nervous and it's up to Rangers then, don't disappoint them put on a really good... Because they expect a tough game. Mm. Don't disappoint them. We'll get your predictions just after the news and we'll get the team news as well. We're building up to the kickoff, which is at 7.45. The Go Radio Football Show with MacklinMotors.com representing some of the biggest motoring manufacturers across Scotland. Let's go! Service your existing car with us right now. And it's worth £500 off your next car. Yes, at Macklin Motors Toyota, we'll give you a £500 voucher off any of our brand new Toyotas when you book in for a service with our expert Toyota trained technicians. We even have complimentary courtesy cars available. So book your service now and get £500 off any new Toyota. Visit macklinmotors.co.uk or see us at Kennishead Road, Darnley. Macklin Motors, the new name for Toyota sales and servicing in Glasgow. Valid on services till 30th September. Excludes motability and fleet customers. One £500 voucher per vehicle purchased by 31st December. Well, the exam results came out today. Good luck, everybody. Hope you did well. And uh, a big result for Rangers is what's needed at the examination tonight. It's the £40 million game. Rangers against Union San Galois of Belgium. 2-0 last week. And they're a more than decent team. But Rangers surely could do it tonight. Going to get predictions of John and Stephen in a few moments and just looking over the weekend well you know the story Aberdeen a 4-1 win against St Mirren Motherwell losing at home to St Johnson Stevie May right at the end Rangers 2 Kilmarnock 0 Morelos and Cholak and Ross County 1 Celtic 3 Kyogo Abada and Jens for Celtic then on Sunday 12 o'clock well we heard the news uh, I heard it on Go Radio News that Martin Boyle was back from Saudi he signed he had um it's some pasta, didn't he, the, on Saturday night and got the call. Hey, you could be playing at some point tomorrow. And my goodness, Lauren Shanklin got the goal for Hearts. He did. And then it was written in the stars, John. Martin Boyle made it 1-1. And then Levy getting their first points, winning 1-0 at Dundee United. One of the big questions is, who's going to be the new manager of Motherwell? 
Stephen, it's your old club. You've played so many times mm. with distinction. You've coached there as well. You must be worried about them. I am, I have to say, you know, particularly the, the performances of the two games against Sligo. Uh, I just think the level of performance was was quite worrying. And it's difficult when, you know, when Stevie Hamill came in, he only had probably one training session with them ahead yep. of St Mirren. It worked, you know, they won the game. Actually, St Mirren played really well in the game. They probably should have lost it. However, Liam Kelly. Find, yeah. yeah. Listen, sometimes that's what you do in football, Paul. You find a way to win. Whereas on Saturday against St Johnson, they found a way to lose. You know, they get themselves level. You shouldn't really be losing the game from that situation so deep into the game. But um, I, just going by media speculation, having a look today, I think Stevie Hamill will have been interviewed at some stage. I think the same with Alakari, who yeah. I actually played with way back in what, the late 90s, mm -hmm. has, has been linked and said he has an interview tomorrow. That's just what someone's put out. And they said there's one other interviewee. Mm -hmm. So there's three people in the running. Now, same with Alakari was interviewed... I think just before when Stephen Robinson got the job, which would have been 2018 possibly, mm -hmm. you know, so they must have liked what they heard if they're going to invite him back for a second yeah, interview. Yeah. So that would tell you to think that he would, you know, be clearly in the thoughts of the of the board. I think if Stephen Hamlet had won at the weekend, it probably would have guaranteed him the job. It seems a bit harsh, but that's sometimes how football works. So it'll be interesting to see what path they take, but whoever comes in, I think they need a little bit of restructure. They probably could do with signing a few players, they need a little bit of pace, they need some wingers. Uh, I think Jake Carroll's out for a while, the left back, Nathan McGinley left back's out for a while, so they probably need a left back. You know, whether the club have the budget for all that. However, if the new manager comes in, you'd imagine they would want some sort of finance to go and spend. Uh, but certainly they need some players, and normally at this stage of the season, there's not many left, so you'd imagine it would be some loans. So I'm a little bit worried, but hopefully they can get themselves sorted out. No chance of a Paul Lambert coming? Somebody you know well, John well, Stephen, yeah. what do you think? Well, I think he... Did, was Paul not one of the papers saying he would take it? Yeah, he would. Again, be, he wouldn't interview. He would speak to them. He would yeah. speak to them. So you know, he could be the other one mm. that that they're potentially speaking to. You know, whether Paul has ambitions of going back to England or not, or whether the budget or the playing staff would interest him. But I mean, if Motherwell could get that over the line, mm. you know, that you know, there's no doubt that'd be a coup. Because look what Kilmarnock did getting Derek McInnes. I remember yeah. saying, "What about Derek McInnes for Kilmarnock?" People said, "No, nah, mm. it would be too much money or whatever." And then you know, two weeks later. He was the manager. They got promotion, John. Yeah. What about Lambo? Could you see Paul Lambert, European Cup medalist? No, oh, I think Stephen made a made a good point. If 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 he's looking to come back up back up the road, mm. you know, I uh, lived I lived quite near Paul out in uh, in Houston, where, where where we lived. Paul and Monica, um, a lovely family. I was really close to Lambo. Obviously, then and we lost a bit of touch. Went. He went and managed Villa, Norwich and Wickham. You know, he'd had many, many different clubs and he started at Livingston. He did indeed, yeah. Started at Livingston. Um, so I don't know. I don't know what Paul's thinking. Uh, he said that he would he would look at it um, and whether or not Motherwell maybe want to appoint from within. Maybe yeah. they want to give um, Hamill a, a, a little go. Maybe they're thinking, well, do you know what? We're one of these clubs who give, you know, players yeah. like Hamill an opportunity because a lot of the times... They get locked. They get you know. They get overlooked, and they go for the bigger name and this yeah. and the other. I think it would be a positive sign if they, if they were to give it to Hamill. I think the hard thing is is that you know there's no standout candidate this year for relegation. Mm -hmm. It probably possibly wasn't last year until Dundee hit the bad run. So it's so close. And I think out with Rangers and Celtic, possibly maybe I could be wrong. Mother was certainly one of the longest, most established clubs in top flight with with regards consecutive years. So that's always the fear from Motherwell. Not that they look beyond 10th place, but they think 10th place, stay in the division, see where we can go after that. Of course, managers and players look beyond that. So there is a fear when you look at the squad that other teams are better sure. at this moment in time than them, Paul. So mm. 
the point an inexperienced manager could be another risk. Because they were third, weren't they? Sorry, yeah. just three years ago, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah it doesn't always work if no, you get sure. experience either, by the way. What about the other scorelines in? So who are we worried about? Aberdeen 4-1, Jim Goodwin, you know, getting his signings in. Majofsky with two goals again at the weekend. So he's the top scorer. Um, Leighton Clarkson. Um, on Did you see his goal? Yeah, I saw it. Absolute, uh, that was a belter. Yeah. Um, so for the Dons, it's good, but we're not Radio Aberdeen, we're Radio Glasgow and the West. Here it go. St Mirren, you're a wee bit worried about Stephen Robinson and Saints, John, because it's a good club. Almost top six two years ago. Well, we but, said, we said, didn't we, last season that um, Stephen Robinson going into St Mirren uh, on the back of, where did he leave? Did he leave Fleetwood, did he? Uh, Morecambe. Morecambe last season. Well, that's a thumping result, isn't it? That's a thumping defeat um, up at Aberdeen. Aberdeen, uh, brilliant for Jim Goodwin. That's exactly what he would have wanted. Get all the fans on side. A couple of his new sign-ins as well. Played ever yeah. so well. Um, I'd like to give a mention to um, a Davy Martindale at Livingston, by the way. I've got to come to that, yeah. Oh, what what yeah. a result. That is Dundee United in, in, our, in mine yeah. and uh, Craig's top yeah. six. But it's a, it's, the, it's a type of league, isn't it? the Scottish Premiership, where anybody can turn anybody over. On any given day, mm. you know, anybody can beat them. Livingston took the lead, 1-0 yeah. up against Rangers mm. couple in the first game of the season. Absolutely outstanding. Rangers in the second half were much better. They made a couple of changes and they, they ran out, you know, really good winners. But And then to go to Dundee United after having that sucker punch, having played so well in the first half, yeah. and to go and win against Jack Ross's well fancied sure. they play AZ Alkmaar by the way yeah. this Thursday night right. in Europe so what's a win that was on Livy what do you think of Joel Nibley excellent yeah. I think he ran Rangers ragged I think he'll he'll be a problem for lots of defences but it's like anything Paul you've got to play to his strengths play into him play down the sides where he can hold defenders off use him as a wall if you like mm you know, midfielders, play around the corner so he can hold players off and bring plays. He's got good feet. I love this finish, yeah. by the way, the lob uh, in the first yeah. half. That was great skill for, for a big man. And, um, you know, it's like everything else. You can't leave him isolated. You've got to keep him in the game. In the game against Rangers, he was constantly involved. I think Rangers had, two, a handful. They had yeah. two or three players booked because they couldn't deal mm. with him. You know, he was too big, he was too strong. Um, so they've got to keep playing into him, you know, to get the best out of that big centre forward that he's got. He's See, on that watch. though, you know, yeah. just thinking of those bookings, that's almost like how I used to have to play against John. That if you think you try and go and win the first ball, he spins you and rolls you, and then you're the wrong side. Right. So you almost have to try and let them know you're about, mm -hmm. but don't get too tight. Allow them to take their first touch if he opens himself up, then you can try and nick it. If he lays it back, there's nothing you can do. But I just felt watching the Rangers centre-halves against Newbury, they were continually trying to win the first ball. They were trying to out-muscle him. Sometimes you got to swallow your pride and say, I can't do it. I've yeah. got to try and affect the second one or, trans you know, when the cross comes in, try and affect that rather than always trying to affect the first ball. So that's why they ended up getting booked. But there's no doubt Newbury, uh, I watched him for our both a couple of times last year yeah. and certainly he's got a little bit about him. Mm. You know, so, yeah. I liked him. So, he'll be a handful. Yep. Livy, top six for you, Stephen. John thinks they could yeah. well be. I didn't yeah. put them in my top six. Yep. Uh, I think the, the ones that was with was Rangers and Celtic naturally, uh, Hearts, Hibs, Aberdeen, Dundee United, that was going to be the top six for me. But no doubt the likes of Livingston knocking on the door. Um, people continue to write them off, put them down. But when you see the spirit they had against Rangers, first of all, and then the spirit they had last Saturday against Dundee, I saw on Sunday against Dundee United, then you know, they'll fancy themselves. Yeah, I still, I still think, you know, 
Levy could go the next two games and lose both. It's that type of league. Yeah. I still fancy Dundee United and Jack Ross uh, to finish in the top six, although they got beat um, last weekend, which is a poor result for them. But now they've got another big game against Alkmaar Thursday, yeah. then they mm. pick themselves up for that one and go again. You know, these teams now, you've got games coming thick and fast, you know, and uh, different challenges, players wanting to get into the team. Mm. The boy Newblade coming in for, for Livingston, yeah. you know, all of a sudden I hear the, the commentators say, I think it was, was it you, Craig, that commentated no, on the game? Me. I can't no, think who it was. No. Somebody said, oh, could he, I'm, I'm not quite, a little bit surprised he wasn't sort of caught the eye of a, you know, of, of somebody, yeah, yeah, maybe. Mm. But again, he's been at Arbroath. Mm. Now it's a step up to the Premiership. But living, he looked to step up again now. Yeah, it was great to see. It was another sellout at Tannadice on yeah. Thursday night. That the crowds good, are yeah. good, aren't they? Scottish football. I think they have been good. On they the have up, been, isn't it? They have been. It's uh, And saying that it's as good as it is, uh, I still look at Rangers and Celtic and think, over the summer, the gap's got wider. If it's Between possible. them and the others. Yeah, yeah. I can see them... Rangers and Celtic both getting into the 90s in points. Right. I don't yeah. think many teams will, will take, take anything off from It's going to come down to the four big you know, ones. You only isn't have to look it? at yeah. both squads. Sure. You know, yeah. we spoke earlier about them having two mm. good players for each position. You look at Dundee United, you know, Jack mm. made a few changes for the weekend after beating Alkmaar yeah. and they lose the game. You know, so out with probably 12, 13, 14 players max. Doesn't have the depth. For any other club, mm. not many have the depth. Staying on the other clubs then, so Hearts and Hebs. Were you a wee bit surprised, John, that because Hearts kind of dominated, didn't they? But it just shows you you hang in there and then get that written in the goal. stars. You've got yep. to get that second sure. goal for as much pressure as Hearts had. What did you think of Lauren Shanklin? I liked him. I liked him yeah. at uh, Dundee United mm-hmm. before he left. Uh, he left for a million, didn't he? Which is decent money, yeah. really, for mm-hmm. Dundee United at the time. Now he's come back. He's back in the Scottish Premiership. He looks fit. Banging them in mm-hmm. uh, for Hearts. Listen, you don't just lose the knack of scoring goals. If you're a natural goal scorer and you've scored goals previously, you'll get goals. It's just a case of getting service and players playing into you. Um, so it's a big signing for, for Hearts mm-hmm. alongside, you know, like the Barry Mackay, who also is very good. Man of the match, wasn't he? Yeah, yep. yeah, very skillful. I've watched Barry Mackay all his career when he was at Swansea, Rangers, Forest, mm-hmm. much travelled. Um, but I actually thought Hearts would when, when they were 1-0 up I thought that's it they'll go on and win the game but as you say Martin Boyle written in the stars it was I'm just going to throw this in it's come out from Rangers this evening they've confirmed the departure of Jack Simpson he's gone off to Cardiff City in the Championship it's a permanent deal an undisclosed fee Rangers say uh, he leaves with the very best wishes of everyone talented player but just you know, it just didn't can't work. break through yep. sometimes you get you get there and, and the quality of player, Calvin Bassey, was probably sent as a left back, ended up being mm-hmm. a left centre half, right. which would have you know closed one of the spaces where he potentially could have played. Leon Balagum was there last season, Conor Golson was a mainstay. So he did find it find it hard to get in. And when he did come in, Paul, if it's been three months since you've last played, you know, it's hard to hit the ground running. So I think it's certainly the best move for both parties. It's a long time to be out, isn't it? Um, St. Johnson, that was a, a lifeline for them at the weekend. I know it was really early in the season, but they were on the slide last season. Um, yeah. But it was good to get the win for them, Stevie May. It was interesting how the game went because St. Johnson went to goal up. Yeah. Then Graham Carey equalised in the 91st minute. And then Stevie May popped up with the winner. Away from home for St. Johnson. Brilliant result for Callum Davidson. Again, his first win uh, on the board. Lots of people, myself and Craig, thought last week that St. Johnson might struggle again. Um, 
But it's a great start. And all he can go and do is win sure games. Is. A great start for, for Callum. Go Radio Football Show with Macklin Motors. Here is the breaking news. The Rangers line up for the match tonight. John McLaughlin in goals, of course. Captain James Tavernier, John Lundstrom, Connor Goldson, Antonio Cholak. Tom Lawrence is playing. Ryan Kent is playing. James Sands, Borna Barisic, Scott Arfield and Malik Tillman. That's the starting 11 for Rangers. So McLaughlin, Tavernier, Lundstrom, Goldson, Cholak. I'm just giving you them as uh, the numbers come out. Um, Lawrence, Kent, Sands, Barisic, Arfield and Tillman. So, Stephen... you asked me yep, about, from yep. the team you asked me about, I think the only difference is Steve Davis isn't playing and Scott, Scott Arfield, Arfield is. You're right. You so, got it absolutely so right. The, uh, I think you that said, the, you, did you say Morales will start? No. Oh, you said you I said I would have started, him, but right. I think I think the manager would have went with Cholak. And after listening to the manager, I think manager I got it right as well with Stephen Davis not playing on the bench. You did. Um, Alan McGregor, obviously the goalkeeper, and Bobby McCrory, Rivan Yilmaz, Jack Davis, that's Steve Davis, Matondo, Kamara, Morelos, Wright, Davies, Ben Davies, and Fashion Sakala. Uh, a king is on the bench as well, so that's a strong bench, yeah, he's isn't got it? Plenty of firepower yep, yep. if it is sort of it if it doesn't start right for Rangers. With Sakala and Wright as well, you know. Can, that's three new signings start. Is that right, Malik Tillman? Yep, um, yep. Tillman is in there. Cholak, Cholak is in, and, and Lawrence. And Lawrence is. The you three. like the look of Lawrence? Three. Yeah, cracked the bar it, the it, other it, day, it, didn't it, he? Yeah. Probably trying to work out where his best position is. Yeah. What do you think? I always thought he would have probably been more preferred as a number 10, but mm -hmm. Malik Tillman has a bit more kind of flair, he's a bit mm -hmm. more silky, isn't he? Whereas Lawrence has got that strong running power. And he almost, you know, when he spoke earlier on about him potentially replacing Joe Rebo, the same kind of attributes as Joe Rebo. And Joe Rebo was the same. He could play wide in the right, he could play wide in the left, he could play as a number 10, he played as a centre forward. I don't imagine Tom Lawrence will play as a centre forward, but certainly having that versatility, Paul, you, which means you can change in game if you have to, is, uh, is a huge strength. For the Rangers manager. Shall we give you the Union SG team because we kind of know them now having watched it last week. Morrison goals, Naukup, Amani, Andigra, Venzir, um, he got the goal, the second goal. Uh, Burgess, of course, Christopher Burgess, we know. Tuma, who got the opening goal for them, the captain. Leinen, Sykes, van der Heiden and Lapusin. So that's the lineup from Union SG against Rangers. Rangers, McLaughlin, Tavernier, Lindstrom, Goldson, Cholak and Lawrence, Kent, Sands, Barisic, Arfield and Tillman. So you got it right. People, I think not yeah. many people would have got that, you know, after last week. You thought it might make some changes well, Stephen to Davis, Barisic. Yeah. Well, yeah, I just think Barisic being the big game player, yeah. as in mm. big game, he's played in it before, Paul. He knows the atmosphere. He knows how to play the role. Uh, he's got good experience of it, good memories of it. And I think that you chip into players' memories sometimes and you put them into a game situation when they've been there before. I mean, knows what it's all about. Him and Tavernier, you know, time after time last season, played so high, played so wide. It'll just be interesting to see how high their defensive line is. Because with Bassey, you could play really high. You could be yep. overly aggressive. I just wonder tonight with Jamie Sands, against two centre-forwards, would Giovanni Van Bronckhorst trust him enough to go deep into the opposition's half and make tackles if he has to. It'll be interesting to see how it pans out. We're going to get uh, some reaction to that, to the team, some Rangers fans heading for the game. That's coming next. The Go Radio Football Show with MacklinMotors.com Representing some of the biggest motoring manufacturers across Scotland Let's go. Champions League qualifier It's the home leg tonight Rangers 2 down from the first leg But if 3 goals tonight could be enough It could be 4-1 Barry Ferguson said 
Stephen Craig, what do you reckon it's going to be scoreline tonight? I think it'll go to extra time. Mm. I just think it will be a like a Scottish Premiership game for Rangers. I don't imagine Union are going to come out and attack and get after the game. They'll be quite happy to sit deep in a back five with three midfield players and trampling the counter attack. If Rangers leave themselves exposed and their two fullbacks are high, they'll throw it down the side uh, and, and try and catch Jamie Sands and um, Connor Golson out. So as much as it's all about Rangers attacking, I always think as a defender, when the game's going forward, you've got to switch on. You've got to be waiting for the counter attack. You've got to be aware where the gaps are, Paul, and where you can plug them. So uh, I wouldn't be surprised if it goes to extra time and I think Rangers will win after extra time. John Hudson. John, what do you reckon? I think Rangers are more than capable of winning the game this evening. I think they've they've done that many times. They've you know they've been over the course last season in particular, getting to the final of the Europa League. I think that will only happen if they're watertight defensively, mm. because they scored two goals. Union SG scored two goals against Rangers last week. Uh, sorry, last week in this particular first leg of this game, um, and they could have scored more. So they will need to tighten up defensively. I have no issues with Rangers going forward. Um, the likes of Lawrence, Cholak and Kent, they're all capable of, of creating, scoring. Um, the Rangers can go through, but if they concede goals, it'll be a very difficult night for them. Hugh's on the line. Hugh, we're going to speak about Motherwell in a second or two. Welcome to the programme. What are you thinking about Rangers tonight? Uh, good evening. I've not been watched since last season, but... Um... I actually hope they do it for the main reason is it's for Scotland as well especially coefficient obviously disappointed with what happened tomorrow against Sligo uh, but I'll come to I'll that in a minute yeah we'll come back I'll, to I'll that I'll put that to one side yeah. Uh, but yeah I actually think Rangers will do it as, as you obviously spoke about previously the last season they were away from home they, they were down they were down to the results at home they done it and I just think the fans will just pull them through tonight I think that's will the fans will be there and They've all got a goal in the first half. Um, it's just how they react to that and how, obviously, the other one, mm. the other team reacted as well. You take that, wouldn't you? If Rangers score in the first half, John, then you get at half-time. You well, just you, one more in the next 45. You're crying out for a goal. You're a Rangers fan. Mm. Come on, let's get 1-0 up. Let's, let's really kick on. Let's just start on the front foot. Let's fly out to the traps. Let's get the first goal and then that'll give everybody a lift. The crowd, everyone, the players. The players will feel more confident about themselves. Everybody wants to get on the ball. And then and then they're in they're in prime position then to go on and win the game. Um they have to defend properly from set pieces, all these type of things. And that's my only worry. I'm, I agree with him, it'd be fantastic for the coefficient, Budget Celtic and Rangers, both in the Champions League. Um, great for Scottish football. But I also think as well tonight. Um, they've they've got to do the right things, and as Craig's alluded to earlier, they can't keep going back to the well, yeah. thinking that they can lose away games and then turn it around. You cannot keep gambling on that type of thing to happen. Um, so I hope they go through tonight. I hope they play very well, but uh, it'd be a tough game. And will Morellas come on? You wonder if that's written in the stars. Well, he will at some stage. There's no doubt about his it. Goal. You know, there's no doubt about yeah. it that. You know, as I said earlier, it could be written in the stars for him to come on late in the game if it's 2-0 to Rangers or come on and get the winner in extra time. But, you know, if Rangers are chasing goals at any stage, he's the first guy you'll turn to. You look to get him onto the pitch. So, you know, he'll be charming at the bit. He's got the boost from coming on at the weekend and scoring his goal. He'll be wanting to get himself on. And, you know, now the, the pressure's over to Antonio Cholak because if supporters know Morelos is there, 
uh, he knows Morelos is there sitting behind him mm. so he has to go and produce the goods but you know, we done it this time last season yep. probably not the same month I think it was probably July last month he got himself two goals for Malmo against Rangers so um, certainly they would take Good two tonight. goals from him tonight As a defender would you be worried about their captain Teddy Tuma? He looked a more than decent player Yeah, listen you don't finish top of your league yeah. in a normal season of course I think they do playoffs and that's how yeah. Club yeah. Brugge end up in a normal it. league they would have won it Well they would have yeah. but you know, they buy into that before the sure. season starts so you know, you don't end up in a Champions League uh, third round uh, game without being good and having good players so you know naturally they are decent but I think Rangers focus has to be on what they do tonight how they handle the ball how they defend exactly what John said but um, big night but no doubt they can do it who who yes mate how's your golf uh, not bad. I'm still trying to arrange that game with you in Big Rap. <laughs> ah, yeah, yeah. We, we match, mate. We match, mate. I'm actually just getting into my Taekwondo just now to see oh. uh, Mr. Condy. So, right, right, you right okay. Uh, you two can sort out. You, you got, you got swing signs. still, head slow. Who? That's where you're going wrong, pal. Hugh. <laughs> so, what? There was seven and a half thousand a few weeks ago. Great expectations. Mother will back in Europe. I was at the match. It was brilliant up until kickoff time. So, what do you want to say about your beloved Motherwell? Um, I, I, I said it earlier on at the beginning of January, February the way Graham Alexander set up the team uh, it, was, it was all wrong because the actual tactics he used was pass the ball along the back out to the side back and then lump it up the park he was missing the midfield out mm-hmm. uh, and I did hear earlier on that obviously Stephen O'Donnell had an argument with him and now it's obviously eventually came out that he did have a disagreement with him that's why he was dropped uh, and even O'Donnell Came out there, I think it was a couple of days ago, and had his interview and says we need players. Yeah, the fans can see we needed players. Graham Alexander says no, we're, we're okay, we're no okay. If Van Veen gets injured, yeah. there's no other striker going to score goals for us because yeah. uh, I don't believe Joe Efford is the player that we really need or Shields. Don't get me wrong, Shields will run all day for you, and mm-hmm. he will run, he will run through a big wall for you. You do need somebody to do that, but you also need somebody that's going to bang the ball in the back of the net, uh, and I think that's what we're really lacking. I honestly think we're probably lacking four or five players easily without even looking elsewhere four or five players um, and that's a worry we only two or three weeks to go in the transfer window uh, and we don't have a manager in and I think Graham Alexander has left the team extremely poor which is more disappointing uh, that the club and the board has allowed that to happen knowing the situation we were in Hugh I think you know a lot of fans could see that towards the end of the season that they needed fresh bodies in they needed a little bit of pace and wide areas he needed a couple of wingers Graham Alexander naturally decided or obviously decided he didn't want to play with out and out wingers he wanted to play with inverted forward players hence the reason that's where Connor Shields and Joe Efford plays uh, or Josh Morris who he signed so it's clear to see that if a new manager comes in and wants to play with width and pace they're going to need bodies in that area uh, Jake Carroll's out for a while Nathan McGinley's out for a while so I said earlier they're going to need a left back as well you know, possibly another centre half to play alongside Ricky Lamy, but that's probably not going to come because they've got Oyala, they've got uh, Sondra Johansson, and they've got Bevis McGabby there. So there certainly is players needed, um, and the reason why I think you know yourself and a lot of the fans got frustrated was they thought that would happen over the summer, and it didn't. Yeah, well, I, I've heard that um, Oyala's on his way out. Uh, I did hear that. Apparently, he's went to the board and asked the board for an exit. So. I'm not surprised because he's not getting his game time. Um, McGabby at this moment of time, I, I don't know what's happened to him. I think that when he gets sent off after two minutes against the Hibs game, he's not been the same player. He's missed passing against St Johnston. He, he passed the ball out of the park, the player's five, five yards away from him. Yeah. And it's not like him. Um, so he's 
maybe he's needing to out a game or two just to settle him down again. Uh, and Ricky Lamy's definitely going to be a mainstay. Wins everything. Uh, and even in the Sligo game, the the guy that used to play with Falkirk and that. Ian Keener. Obviously. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, he just bullied Mugabe. He tried it on Ricky Lamy and Ricky Lamy mm-hmm. just took a hold of him. Milked yep. it to one side. This is my ball. Went, won it, went over at Mugabe. And that's how they obviously got the goal out of it because mm-hmm. he just... In his head, and that was that's an issue for me. So, Hugh, there's no easy solution. Yeah. What would you do though if you were Jim McMahon, the chairman, or Alan Burrows, the chief exec? What would you do? It's got to be a limited budget, but the clock's ticking. Who's your manager? Um, well, actually, quite funny because um, I heard that Neil Lennon had his name in for it. <laughs> so, huh? I'd be I very surprised. That, uh, yeah, I, I, w- I would be very surprised. Um, because I spoke to him obviously uh, the golf day and he, he's loving it where he is at the minute and good luck to him he's a great guy um, so I really wish him luck over there uh, but I heard he was in obviously we know Valakari's in for it uh, Samo and apparently Kevin Thompson's meant to be his name in the hat as well along with who, who, what, what, there's a man sitting alongside me and it's not Paul Cooney. Pause of And he's a legend. He's a legend of Motherwell. Yeah. Uh, Hamilton Ackies, uh, maybe. He knows yeah. the blueprint. Yeah. I've um, been there, John. No, it's, it's, know, it's not something that floats my boat, if I'm honest. Stephen doesn't want to do would that. We've asked you would before. Do you want Stephen Cregan as manager of your football no. club? Very educated, knows I, I, his football, knows yeah. the club inside out. John, I've had obviously a conversation with you obviously about who was the defenders and that you came up against. Uh, and Craig is one of my heroes. He has, we've been down to soccer AM and uh, right. Aldo the kit man who you, who you know very well yeah, I, I, I actually yeah. wore I actually wore Craig's kit Aldo <laughs> gave me he said mm-hmm. you should do so I had his top on I had his shorts on I didn't have his boxes well. <laughs> 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 you don't find Craig's no no no, 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 no so Craig's is one of my heroes even ben. though he's posting a lot of money sure but he doesn't <laughs> want to do it <laughs> who would you choose Hugh you're a huge Motherwell fan yeah um Personally, I want Duncan Ferguson and Faddy. Right. Yep. That, that's what I want is one and two. The reason being is if you're getting in 1-0 down against Sligo at home, do you want to get into the door and, and see Duncan Ferguson standing there? I don't think you do. So and yep. I think we need somebody with it. With it, obviously, with it, Rob in there. I love Robo, but I think Robo's done the right thing. Took a step back because it was his time to go. Yeah. And I hated mm. seeing him going because I loved, I did love Robo. Got us to two finals. Mm playing great he's a good team there a good nucleus as a team but again everybody has a shelf life yeah. and it was really sad to see Robbo go um, but I would love to have a manager who's a lot stronger who's forceful on the players because you may get more out of them the players at the minute I think the players have to take a hit they've got to put their hands up and say look we've not done as well as we could have um, but again is that down to tactics is that how, how he's playing the game because Slattery's definitely our best midfielder I know he was banned for the first two games and that but he's definitely our best midfielder without a shadow of doubt. And I honestly think the midfield should be built around him. Probably a little Cornelius in there. Even Maguire at the minute mm-hmm. isn't on his game. I think he needs to get brought off, brought down, give him a couple of games rest. But definitely put Cornelius in there because he's a little terrier, like Alan Campbell used to be. Um, and that's what we're really missing, that midfield again. We're missing a, not a hard man, but somebody going to win the challenge for you, knock it on a player, and definitely win. I mean, we always had with the time when we were in the playoff yep. against Rangers. And you go and look at the width they had. That you had Johnston one side, Ainsworth another side. That they were flying wingers, and that's what really won us. That so that's what I would like. I would like Duncan Ferguson and Faddy. That's that's my one and two. Hugh, thanks a lot for calling in. We'll Cheers, speak to you soon. Best of luck, mate. Cheers. See you soon, guys. Thanks. Thank you. Bye bye.
Hugh, they're off to his, uh, is it karate, did he say? Yeah. Earlier yeah. on Ta- as well. Taekwondo. Taekwondo. Yeah. yeah. Thanks, Hugh. And we'll maybe ask him later his prediction for Taekwondo this weekend. Taekwondo doesn't it's... help him with his golf, golf screen. No, no. <laughs> it's uh, Aberdeen this weekend for Motherwell. Predictions-wise, you know we've teamed up with our friends at Clyde Bilk Home Improvements and you can win. Um, well, this weekend you'll get 100 by coming on and more than that, 450 on top of that. If you get... All six right. Predictions for the Premiership. Duncan from Rutherglen, he was on the show on Friday. His predictions didn't quite pan out. So we're rolling over an extra £150 into this weekend's games. That means you could get £100 for coming on on Friday and £450 on top. That's the jackpot. It's going up every week for guessing the results. So register online now at thisisgo.co.uk. Your chance to join us, predict the scores with Mark Guidi, Barry Ferguson and myself this coming Friday evening. I think he got three. It's no, difficult, I mean, isn't it? Predict that who's going to win. Well, never mm-hmm. mind the scores. Oh, no, you don't so need you, the scores. We've relented. Predi- Sorry, yeah, home predict- win. Yeah, home win. I mean, uh, win, lose John said earlier, yeah. it's the most unpredictable league. Out mm-hmm. with the top two, mm-hmm. it's so unpredictable. And if anybody gets a six, I think they deserve a few more quid than 600, Paul. Put it Who, that way. Who's coming uh, <laughs> third? It'll go up and up. Stay with us, Stephen. It'll go up and up. Um, is it going to be Hearts? Or do you think Aberdeen could, could challenge Hearts them? for me. It's going to be I think harsh. Aberdeen will yep. certainly be much improved from last year. They had to be. You know, sure. if, if Jim Goodwin had a, a slow start and he, you know, he signed a few players and Dave Cormack's rolled the cash out. He's changed the team fair, again. Well, considering they brought in, what, four million for Calvin Ramsey and, mm. and three million for Lewis Ferguson, then, you know, it's about time. Not, but it's, it's about right that they went and spent some money. And so far... They're looking good, although they haven't had a proper test for me. Going to Celtic Park was tough. They were never going to win the game, but uh, you know, uh, St. Mern had a man sent off. Declan Gallagher sent off. I thought it was a bit harsh. Certainly, possibly a penalty, but not a second yellow card for me. Uh, so, there'll be tougher tests to come, but they're in a good place. But Celtic was a proper test, wasn't well, it? Yeah. I mean, as in, who's going to be challenging for third yeah, place? Because yeah, so you don't course, expect. Celtic, I'm not yeah, sure. I didn't no. expect them to get in from Celtic yeah. Park. John, who's going to come third? Are you uh, thinking Dundee United? Uh, no, I no. think I, I, we all gave our predictions a couple of weeks ago yeah. before the yeah. first game. I think myself and Craig were on here and I went Dundee United top six. Um, so for me, I mm. just think Hearts, uh, you know, they, in the ascendancy a little bit, you know, third last season. Um, and Robbie's doing a really good job there, Robbie Nielsen. And uh, they should have won at the weekend. I felt, listen... Fair play to Hibs, they hang in there, they got the late equaliser, but I think Hearts are the strongest out of the rest of the pack, take out Celtic and Rangers. So yeah, third for me, Hearts. Still going to come down to the four big games, do you reckon, John? The derbies are going to... In other words, Rangers will win most games, maybe all games. Celtic the same. Possibly, Paul. A lot of the time, the, these, the derby games, they, they, they don't really decide where the title goes. I think they're huge games to win, but not necessarily affect the league table. Um, I think it's probably did last year though, didn't it? Yeah, more last year. Selling won won two games and won the title by six points. Yeah, Yeah. but I just think what it does to the team psychologically. Like last season, certainly when when Celtic won three uh, 0 at Celtic Park, I think psychologically they, I'm not sure Rangers were actually. Uh, even if they anticipated a Celtic to have a to put on a performance like that, I think they were almost shocked. Three um, 0 at half time, and uh, and in previous years, Rangers have, have had some fantastic wins against Celtic. So I'm not sure if they have that much on an effect 
on where the title goes. I think if they're more psychological games, they're more momentum shifts. You know, when you play these big games against uh, against Rangers, the derby, the derby games. September the third, we will be on, of course, for the game. Stephen, would you agree with that? The um... well, yeah, I think they might have a bigger effect this year because I said earlier on, yeah. I I can't see them dropping many points outside playing each other just because the other teams aren't as good as what they've been previously. Your hearts are reasonably strong. Aberdeen are getting stronger. Hibs heart, uh, sorry, Hibs and Dundee needed yes. But still, when you look at what Rangers and Celtic have got, and I named Celtic's B team yeah. to play in a closed door mm-hmm. game potentially, Paul, when they've got that kind of calibre of international players sitting waiting to come on. And you could do the same with Rangers, yeah? Absolutely, you could do. No doubt about it. We'll it's just not Celtic at that time. Yeah, but sure. you could yeah, do. Yeah. You know, yeah. Rangers could easily put out two teams that, that, that they would think could finish second or first in the table. Loads of people in the cars and the buses. We've got some messages coming in at the socials at Go Football Show because it's just over an hour away to kick off. So we'll recap the teams. We've got your predictions. We're going to talk about the big game next. The Go Radio Football Show with MacklinMotors.com representing some of the biggest motoring manufacturers across Scotland. Let's go! An hour away to kick off. It's going to be rocking tonight. John Hartson, Stephen Craig and Paul Cooney on the Go Radio Football Show. We gave you uh, the team news just a little while ago. Stephen, how are Rangers lining up tonight? I know. Uh, it sounds like John McLaughlin and goal. Back four of Tavernier, Goldson, Sands and Barisic. I think it's a midfield one of... Yeah. Uh, sorry, Sitter and John Lundstrom. Uh, Glenn, uh, who's the other one? Uh, Tillman and Arfield is the two higher ones up. Kent off the left. Lawrence off the right and Morelos uh, sorry uh, Cholak is the centre forward and the reason why probably Scott Arfield is in because he gets goals yep. Rangers need mm-hmm. goals they need late runs from midfield sometimes if you can't pass your way through a deep press or you can't get enough cross balls in, you need people to run through it and Scott mm-hmm. Arfield is the kind of guy who can arrive in the box and I think it's his first start of the season so again another little curveball thrown in by Giovanni Van Bronckhurst the movement that's needed he showed it against Livy the other he did. way didn't he? he did yeah, when nobody yeah. else was he's showing good at that. Yeah. he's good at breaking into the box isn't he? Getting, the end of, getting on the end of things he's very good he gambles makes good runs across people here's GVB speaking then about the importance of this and the objective to get to the Champions League proper very important because you want to uh, stay in the in the Champions League for the next round as well to be able to qualify for the group stages we're in it first game wasn't the result we wanted we have a home game tomorrow where we can all change it my objective and my uh, desire is to uh, still be in Champions League next week the desire to be in next week against PSV or Monaco, you can hear it, John. I mean, he's played, he's done everything, World Cup finals, Champions League winner. Uh, that, how big, how important for him is it to get this win tonight, John Hartson? Massive. Um, it's not the be-all and end-all because um, he did very well last season, yeah. you know, guiding Rangers to the Scottish Cup, beating Celtic in the semi-final, then, then clinching the final and also getting to a European uh, final I think he's more than shown uh, what a talented manager he is um, but he will want to achieve um, Champions League football again if his team can perform for him like they did last season in particular you know these games at Ibrox in the second leg where you've really got to give it everything they're two goals down um, so they need an early goal they need the crowd who were with them all last season during that run to the Europa League final. Um, and they're going to need to put in another fantastic performance. But if Rangers go out, I don't think there'll be serious you know, criticism because I think he, he's got last year, he, he's got a little bit of he's got money in the credit bank. in yeah, the John, bank. John, you've been in Glasgow long enough. 
But I don't. I You've think that Glasgow would be possibly enough. slightly a little bit harsh because Paul, on the back end of. Look how much joy he gave the fans last season. Look at the run. Look at the teams they beat on that run. Yes, it's, football, there's no sentiment, as they no. say. But there's not going to, nothing will happen in terms of he's got, no, he won't never lose his job on no. the back of going no. out of the. But there'll be serious discontent. Just because, you know, when the draw came out and people thought Union, SG, they thought, okay, right, we fancy mm. that. Mm. You know, this is his team. He's moulded them, he's trained them, he's brought players in, he's changed the shape round about and changed players round about. So, this is his team now. I think he'll get criticism, but I don't think they'll be widespread. No, but yeah, the, the major disappointment, yeah, the yeah, fact yeah. that they yeah. got to the third, you know, yeah. third round and they find themselves going Nothing, nothing I mean, that's a negative will side. happen. That's a know? negative side. I think Rangers have enough tonight to go through. You think they are? Yeah. So you reckon extra time? Extra time, time I think they'll go through yep. after extra time, which I'm sure they will all take right now. And John, you said in the earlier... I think if if Rangers can keep a clean sheet and score early, then they can they can win the game. They can go through. But I worry about um, this Union SG. They showed last week that a talented group of players, and I think they might score, which then poses a problem yeah. for Rangers. John Lindstrom was saying afterwards that he thought they over um, reacted, they over celebrated yeah. last week. I mean, I suppose it's understandable. Will that have an effect on Rangers? Well, Will they be using that as listen, a further motivation? When you're chasing down a deficit, you try and use every little bit of motivation yeah, yeah. you can, Paul. You know, you yeah. you talk about things, you bring things up, but ultimately, once the whistle goes, that all gets yeah. forgot about. That gets you going in the dressing room and gets your warm up going. But when the whistle goes, you think your focus is on you, your direct opponent and how you can win yep. the game I think that the Belgian manager said after didn't they that, that, that that's what they do after every game win, lose yeah. or draw and I remember I was in Belgrade for when Rangers lost 2-1 sorry Rangers lost 2-1 later on even through an aggregate and the Red Star players were over celebrating with the fans mm. not celebrating but singing and dancing yeah. and cheering it's obviously just something they do um, for the supporters but listen if that motivates John Lundstrom and it motivates the team then so be it sounded a little bit manufactured to me actually because it's also a compliment to Rangers because they're you know, a much bigger name yeah. in football uh, they hadn't scored in Europe for what 50 years they hadn't been yeah. in it they were you know, way down the divisions huge but result for uh, massive yeah. yeah massive on, result for them on the bench for Rangers you both said during the last couple of hours that you know, Morellas will almost yeah. certainly come on at some point. It's when. So the, the two keepers, McGregor and McCrory, they've got Yilmaz. Some people thought he would start tonight. Ryan Jack, who did last week. Stephen Davis. Barry was um, adamant that Barry Ferguson would have played Stephen Davis, who was man so of the match of the weekend. Rabbi Matondo, Glenn Kamara, you would have had him in. John Hartson tonight from the start. Morellas, we mentioned. Scott Wright, the manager likes him. And of course, he scored in the the Scottish Cup final uh, Ben Davis who came on last yeah. week and then didn't play at the weekend uh, Fashion Sakala and Leon King as well but a strong bench for Rangers what are you thinking? It is you know there's enough talent there to come on Robbie Matondo if they're chasing a goal you know it's hard to kind of justify bringing on Ryan Jack and Stephen Davis if, if you're chasing a goal you know you're looking for more your attacking sided players who can come on and influence it mm. Alfredo Morelos naturally Scott Wright actually at times has probably made most of an impact for Rangers when he's came off the bench. You know, he was the one player last week when he came, you thought you know, can make something happen. Even, you know, uh, Scottish Cup finally come off the bench. Yep. That's when he got his goal from. So, you know, he's got the pace and the trickery to come on if defences are a bit tired. Rabbi Matondo's another one. So, there's enough there, but, you know, Giovanni van Bronckhorst will be hoping he doesn't have to look to his bench too early. Well, Paul, Rangers are yeah. capable of being two up in the first 10 minutes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> this union, this actually, they want to come up against, oh, listen, they play against Anderlecht, Bruges, lots of other big clubs yeah. in Belgium. Yeah. Um, big competition, obviously, that part of the world. But in terms of the atmosphere, 
you know, that the Rangers fans create at Ibrox. It's electric, it's a cauldron, you know, and they are capable of being 2-0 up in the first 15 minutes mm -hmm. and then it's a case of managing the game. My point is, tonight, they have to be strong defensively. Keep a clean sheet, don't let anything in, in you know, in your goal and I think they're more than capable of scoring the three goals that they need tonight but they have to be defensively in sync and defend and keep a clean sheet have a think I want to hear your favourite European night at home under the lights we don't really need the lights tonight but they will come on obviously sunshine still out just now John what was your biggest European night and oh, uh, so also many. for you Craig's your biggest night at home where you turned it round maybe in Europe or you know maybe in a cup game or whatever and before that just some of the headlines Celtic chasing apparently they're keen on a 23 year old Barcelona winger Alex Collado Rangers are going to turn off the PA tonight at half past seven to create that special atmosphere that really we only know in Glasgow you know, we say that at Rangers and Celtic but it is pretty unique but uh, I guess at places like Barcelona there'll be uh, and others uh, they've got special atmosphere as well but it is a bit special um, Timo Werner he's gone back to RB yeah. Leipzig good bit of business for them well it is because I said I think they sold him for £50 million pounds and bought him back two years later for £25 million good you know, business so, that Craig yeah, you know they I mean? get that business uh, yeah, which, is, control, which is great yeah. you know you think is that possibly the money they're still due from the transfer sure. so they might just say well we'll wipe that off and you can have them back so he's closed it's yeah. certainly good for, for RB Leipzig and John I want to ask you something Hugh is on there big Motherwell fan knows his thing and he said Neil Lennon's been whispered he's obviously manager just now in uh, Cyprus Tom mm. Rogic apparently going to be going there but he, is he being considered for Motherwell and if so would he take it? Well it all depends if he um, put his got his agent to make a phone call to the to the mother, whoever's organising the interviews and whoever's chief executive sometimes, you know, one, one of the... Well, that's easy to do, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. It's, a, it's, a, it's a phone call, isn't it? Yeah. Just, just, to, just to declare an interest. Mm. By the way, I look after Neil Lennon, how, how would, you can, would he be considered? And then, and then that chief executive goes back to his board and says, you know, this is how... You know, and he he draws a shortlist up. Or sometimes, if you're somebody like Neil, who's who's been proven and they know what he can do, um, then he will be appointed straight away. Um, Could you see him coming? I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah. I, I I don't know how he's getting on um, in his current job. I know he, they they won a cup, cup. didn't they last they did. season? Yeah. But you know, he's been he lives in Glasgow. Sure. Lives in the West End. I family. don't I don't know his family situation. Whether they're with him, I don't know. Um, but. I wouldn't be overly surprised if if Neil, you know, is in for the job, but I have no idea if he is or not. Well, that, if, that if you would, ask your that credentials, would, that would be a big coup, wouldn't it? Motherwell, yeah, to get Neil Lennon. I mean, naturally, when it was first mentioned, I thought no chance. However, you know, if there is something, you know, contriving towards him getting it, I think Motherwell fans would certainly take that. And you told me something. He was there as a young lad. He was. He, I, I don't know if he'd signed or he played in the in the Motherwell youth team, but certainly when he was around 14 or 15 years of age, I think he played, may have played in the same team as Scott Leach. Right. When they were both kids, they could possibly yeah. be the same age. So I know he's been there as a kid. You know that club better than anyone. How many games for Motherwell did you play? Four, 400. Over 400. 400. And look at the crowd the other week, three weeks ago, we got a lesson, and over 7,000 people. Yeah. It was magic. The pitch has been done. And I, I know I touched on it earlier. You know, Kilmarnock Road, they paid the money, got Derek McInnes. Yeah. And well, if Motherwell could do that for Neil Lennon, this could transform the season. Listen, if Motherwell thought, I would imagine if Motherwell thought they had an opportunity of getting Neil Lennon and they had to push the boat out a little bit, I would be in no doubt that they would push the boat out for him. Now, we don't know anything more than anyone else 
it's just the names come up and the conversations had about so yeah. we're you know we're speaking about someone who's in a job which sometimes can be disrespectful but if you're asking me the question would Neil Lennon be a good appointment from Motherwell absolutely would be they're oh. not listening to us just now in Cyprus but uh, <laughs> just the way John I just looked at him and I thought well Neil Lennon could that happen to him and he went to Hibs and did well for Hibs very so, well for yep. Hibs got them back into be. the top flight didn't he yep. yep okay you heard it here first <laughs> well, back to tonight then let's hear John what was your biggest European night let's I mean, ironically I'm asking you for the Rangers fans and the buses and the cars <laughs> special night what, what's the night that you turned it round oh fuck, I can't remember I, I, I can remember first coming and uh, the run to the UEFA Cup final was brilliant we beat we, you know we beat yeah. Blackburn at home we, we had a 1-1 with Liverpool um, and I think over the years you know some of the scalps like AC Milan, Barcelona, um, Juventus, Shakhtar, Donetsk, yeah. Juventus. Yeah. And he scored a brilliant volley against Juventus one night. Yeah. And the atmosphere, like yeah. it'll be tonight at Ibrox, the atmosphere at Celtic Park, under the lights, there is nothing like it. East end of Glasgow. And it, it's not a myth. You know, people talk about it. The crowd does help. The crowd can get behind you and they can really push you on. You're frightened to make a mistake, you know. So, uh, no, it's too many to actually say Do one. The players there was are- many. John will tell you certainly the Celtic and Rangers players you earn your reputation in nights like tonight people remember you when something special happens and you're that guy gets a winner you're the guy that has that save and makes that tackle late on and Conor Golson and Stephen Davis and you know even though Stephen's not playing they've been there before Alan McGregor's been there before they will be passing that message on to the players and the captain James Tavenier could be crucial the goals he scored last season final word from the manager this was him speaking after the game the 2-0 win at the weekend but his message here was about patience because when you get impatient you you will make the the wrong decisions you know the execution would be wouldn't be the same when you're when you're in uh, in a hurry you know I've managed many games like this also played many games like this against a really tough opponent you know in the end we were happy with the with the two goals you know of course the two uh, strikers who are on the score sheet Tom Lawrence and Robbie on the, with the assists yeah I'm really happy with the, with the win when I heard that that could be for tonight couldn't it patience for I the 50,000 <coughs> yep. I said earlier Paul if it's nil nil half time I think Giovanni Van Bronckhurst would be saying at half time look let's not panic let's keep passing the ball let's keep getting it wide Tavernia Barisic who's got great delivery let's get the ball wide let's get it in the box they've got good firepower on the bench to bring on if it's not happening in the first half an hour but patience you know uh, Giovanni Van Bronckhurst has just said that is key and then the hat, hopefully tomorrow, Stephen, against uh, PSV or we Monaco. So. Who do you think so. it's going to be? PSV or Monaco? Uh, I would go for Monaco. PS- oh, right. Okay, yeah, you're going Monaco. for Monaco. John, thanks so much. We'll see you next okay, week. Okay, thanks, Paul. Craig's same time. We'll see you next week as well. Tomorrow night, Peter Grant will be here and Barry Ferguson. Barry, of course, uh, who reckons Rangers are going to do it tonight in extra time. Jokal Day is next after the news. The Go Radio Football Show with MacklinMotors.com Representing some of the biggest motoring manufacturers across Scotland Service your existing car with us right now And it's worth £500 off your next car Yes, at Macklin Motors Toyota, we'll give you a £500 voucher off any of our brand new Toyotas when you book in for a service with our expert Toyota trained technicians. We even have complimentary courtesy cars available. So book your service now and get £500 off any new Toyota. Visit macklinmotors.co.uk or see us at Kennishead Road, Darnley. Macklin Motors, the new name for Toyota sales and servicing in Glasgow.
Valid on services till 30th September. Excludes Motability and Fleet customers. One £500 voucher per vehicle purchased by 31st December.